Hello, my lovely people. Thank you for tuning in. We are in Project Superhero. We're finding 90 really inspiring people around the world who can motivate you, who can inspire you and move you towards your dreams and goals. In this series, today we have someone from US, America, someone who has been speaking and changing lives for over three decades. Think about it. Someone who has spent the last 30 years guiding people to change their lives through simple solutions. He has helped companies increase leadership, morale, and productivity, and he has helped individuals define, achieve their dreams through his mentoring. America's top personal development speaker and coach. Let's welcome Richard Flint. Hi, Richard. Hey, hi. So glad to be with you today and have this opportunity to uh, share with those people who follow your podcast and follow you. Thank you so much, Richard. It's a honor having you here. I'm really grateful. Tell us who you are and where you started and where you are today. Well, I um, started 34 years ago on this, this journey that's literally taken me around the world with the opportunity to stand on stages and platforms in front of large and small audiences. Uh, people ask me all the time, does the number of people you speak to make a difference? No because I'm not about numbers. I'm about the desire of people uh, to want to improve their life. And one of the things that's interesting, I get asked all the time, how many people do you think really use what you teach? And I found over the years that it's basically about 2%. Uh, and that's tragic when you think about it. But most people want to talk about improving their life. But when it comes to challenging the behaviors that hold them back, uh, they don't have the strength to do it. They don't have the inner strength to do that because they, they live with the wrong set of emotions guiding their life. Like what I find is that they, they live with the fear of what if it doesn't work? Um, they doubt their self, they worry about decisions, and then they're uncertain about what they're going to do. And rather than strengthening the platform of belief, trust, and faith in their self, what they do is they trap their self in their doubt, their worry, and their uncertainty. And what that does is it, it keeps them as a hostage in their circle of sameness. Right, exactly. So speaking about someone becoming a hostage of fear, uh, I'd like to know, how did you uh, sustain in the industry for 30 years? It's not easy. What was your motivation or uh, drive for that? Well, when I started this, and this is a ministry for me, okay? Um, this is, I'm doing what, with my life, what God put me on this earth to do. And when I started this journey, I made a commitment to myself that every day when I have the opportunity in whatever form it comes in, to be a part of people's lives, I would want for them three things. I want them to be better. You know, it's, it's easy to get trapped in repetitive behavior where every day we walk the same path that we walked the, the day before. And that's a choice. Uh, it's not something that has to be, it's a choice. And any human life has the ability to improve if they want to improve. Uh, this is why when I, when I work with people and 
I take on basically seven people a year and I am their mentor for a year in their life. And this is one of the things that I tell them is that in order to be better, you got to be willing to challenge behavior. If there's one thought I'm known for around this world, it's my number one law of life. And that is behavior never lies. That the essence of truth is not what someone says, it's what they do. So when I deal with people, what I do is I listen to what they say, but I study what they do. Because the truth of every human life is behavior. And you and I and anyone cannot improve if we're not willing to challenge, face with honesty, and improve the behavior. So the first thing that I want for people is for them to be better. The second thing I want is I want for them to be smarter. You know, there are a lot of people who read a lot of books, they listen to a lot of programs, they, they go to podcasts, and they, they do everything they can, and they gather all this information, but they never implement it. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to gather information. It's another thing to implement it. And you don't know or understand anything in the form of information that you're given until you implement it into your life. It's the implementation that develops knowledge. And so I want people to be smarter. And I'm, I'm a person who believes that uh, God did not create any dumb people. We just choose to act like it. And I'm going to tell you something. There are people who have mastered the art of playing dumb. And these are the people that manipulate us. These are the people that we end up doing for them what they should be doing for themselves. And they're some of the smartest people you'll ever meet in life. And then the third thing I want for people is I want them to be stronger. I believe that in life, we live from one of two directions. We either live from our emotions up or our mind down. Now, the majority of all of the confusion in our life is created when we're living from our emotions up. I mean, when we give control of our life to our emotions, we become reactive. And every day that we react, we expand that, that circle of chaos around our life. But I also have the option to live from my mind down. And from my mind down is where I gain clarity. Because it, it's interesting as I work with human behavior to understand, when I'm living from my mind my emotions up, I speed up. And the faster I move, the more I enhance the confusion in my life. But when I'm living from my mind down, I get to respond. And when I learn how to respond, I control the pace of what it is that I'm dealing with or the place that I'm standing in. So you know, from the outset, and it's still, my, it's still my crusade, it's still my ministry today. I want people to be better, I want them to be smarter, and I want them to be stronger. And they have that ability to do that if they want it. You know, you, uh, people ask me all the time, are you a motivational speaker? And I tell people, no. I am an educational entertainer. Because I can't motivate you. If I was going to motivate you, I would have to adopt you. 
I would have to live through you and you'd have to live through me, which means you'd be an actor in my, my play. You would not be an original. But there are three things that motivate a human life. And with everything that I've heard people teach and talk about, I've boiled it down to three things that motivate a person. Number one, knowing that they matter. The number one thing a human life wants to know is that they matter. And if you and I don't feel like we matter, there's a sense of depression that goes with that. There is a, a lack of belief, trust, and faith in yourself. And so when you know that you matter, it brings out the innerness of you. And it allows you to bring value from your inside out. Second thing that motivates people is being part of a crusade. Some place that they go where they can invest their life and bring value. I get the feeling that what you're doing with your life is like a crusade for you. You're doing this because you want to help people. And this is what drives you, is that you understand that I have a medium here or through my speaking, I can help people to improve. I don't want anybody to change. I never ask anybody to change, but I do ask them to improve. And to, to improve, they got to not only know that they matter, but they've got to have that inner feeling. So being a part of a crusade, someplace where you can bring value, it's like a recharging station for your life. I read an email from somebody that says, you know, the impact I've had on my life. Boom, I'm recharged. You know, I, I, I do certain things and people say certain things to me. And I, I do certain platforms and boom, I get recharged. And everybody needs to be recharged. And then to me, the third thing that motivates a human life is living their dream. You know, one of the things that people stay around me long enough, they learn. I don't believe in goal setting the way we teach it. You know, most people write goals because they're told they need goals. And so what do they do? They sit down and write something. And once they finish writing it, they look at it and go, well, that was interesting. And it's why most people give up on their goals within the first 60 days after they've written them. And what I try to help people to understand is that you, you got to create a picture. You know, here's where I am. Here's what I, where I want to be. Now, what behaviors do I have to implement to get me there? It's not about what you say you want. It's about the behaviors you're willing to implement that create the pathway. Behaviors create pathways. And by the way, one of the things I'm learning also is that most people try to write a goal for a year, can't do it. Your goals need to be written for every three months. And I write them, I work on them for three months, and then I reevaluate them. A year is too long. There's too much unknown and uncertainty to go there. So what I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out my life in a three-month process. Uh, and I use three because I think the human mind sees in triangles. I think anytime you look at life, you look at life in threes. And so I'm going to, I'm going to lay out, here's where I am at the end of the three months. Here's where I want to be. Now, what behaviors do I have to implement to get me there?
And if I don't get there, what I need to look back on is what was missing. And generally what's missing is I didn't adapt. I didn't adjust my behaviors to the terrain that I was walking. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely, uh, sure. Uh, there's a lot of insight and uh, definitely uh, the things, three things that you said, be better, be smart and be stronger. It, it's a great motto for all of us to remember and work upon. And uh, I'm moved when you say that you mentor seven people throughout the year, because I've seen people mm -hmm. telling that I mentored for like a month or they go for a one week mentorship program and they say I got mentored. But uh, throughout the year, mentoring someone is, is not easy. And I have a follow up question on that. Uh, so you've trained a lot of people, you've mentored a lot of people. What is that one single factor that influences them or moves them towards uh, what they wanted to do? It's, it's actually three D's, <laughs> back to our threes. And let, let me just say this to you real quick. Uh, I'm a mentor, not a coach. And a lot of people call themselves a coach. And what you're talking about here is the fallacy to a lot of coaching. I believe that you and I live in four rooms, business room, family room, social room, and personal room. Now, those four rooms are connected. And the challenge I see with most people who do coaching is that they only work in one room. They work in the business world. Well, if I come into your life and all I'm going to do is work in your business room and I don't understand what's happening in those other three rooms, your personal, your family, and your social, I can't help you. I will create a moment, but I will not create a journey. So when I come into a human life, what I do is my mentoring program, we take your life apart. I want to know what's happening in your business room, your family room, your social room, your personal room. I want to know how these rooms are connected and how they're disconnected. Because if, I, if all four rooms of my life are not in sync, then all I've done is strengthen my confusion in life. But the thing, the thing that a person has to have that I look for if I'm going to take them on, and I turn a lot of people away because they're not ready for me. I am the toughest person you'll ever have in your life because I don't take any excuses. I don't take any reasons or justifications. If you're not going to be honest with me, there's no time for me to be in your life. But what I look for are three things. Their desire. Do they really want this? And the number one question I ask everybody is, what do you really want for your life? Because that's important because that's the foundation. What you really want is, how, is where you're going you're to build that structure. And that desire has to be there. If it's not there, you lack the passion. If you lack the passion, you lack the consistency. If you lack the consistency, you lack self-motivation. And then the second D is determination. How determined are you? What if you start on this journey and wow, you run into a roadblock. What are you gonna do? You've probably seen as much as I have. People hit a roadblock, they go over and sit down. And they sit there and they stare rather than understanding 
that a roadblock is simply a test to how strong your desire is. One of the things that's true about our journey in life, the terrain is always changing. And if you and I cannot adapt and adjust, then what are we gonna do? We're gonna walk away. Now, so I, got, I look for the desire, the determination, and then the third D is what holds it all together. And that's discipline. How disciplined are you? Can you hold your feet to the fire? Is this something you really want for your life or something you want to talk about wanting for your life? You can have the desire, you can have the determination, but if you don't have the discipline, the whole foundation will crack. So when I interview somebody about being a part of their life, I'm, I'm looking for those three Ds. And to me, that's the foundation that you have to build off of. Perfect. Uh, thank you so much, Richard. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, those three Ds are like the mantras, I should say. Desire, determination, and discipline is what's going to shape you as a person. That's what's going to drive you towards what you want in the end. And one question regarding the desire, uh, Richard, I want to double click on that. Most of us are stuck to find that uh, purpose of our life. How do one figure out that this is exactly what I want? Uh, so you can tell how you figured out speaking is something that you wanted to do. Well, purpose is important because purpose really is the reason that I do what I do. And if I don't have purpose, I don't have clarity. You know, and people ask me all the time, how do you know when you're in the right place in your life? How, 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 do you, how do you create that passion for what you're doing? And to me, when you and I and those who are listening, when we're in the right place in our life, it, it, it gives us three things. Back to my three things again. But it brings three things to you internally. You're happy. And happiness is peace and joy. Would you say that in your life right now, you're happy with what you're doing with your life? I mean, can you say that's where you are, that this, this life you're chosen right now, it brings you happiness? You're asking me, yes, definitely. I am happy with what I'm doing, yes. And does that give you a sense of peace? It absolutely gives me a sense of peace, yes. And does it bring joy to your life? You know, that when you know you're helping somebody, it makes you smile from the inside out? Yes, I do get comments from people and that really makes me uh, happy, yes. Ah, and that feeds your passion and your desire for what you're doing, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely, yes. And it strengthens your determination? Yes. And it makes you more disciplined that I want to improve. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be smarter. I'm going to be stronger so I can help these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then when you're in the right place in your life, it gives you a second thing. You have a sense of fulfillment. You know, and, and what is fulfillment? It's ending a day knowing that you've made a difference. You know how many people end their day wondering, well, I wonder what I did today. Don't feel like I've achieved anything. And when you end your day feeling fulfilled, that's a recharging. 
And that recharging is going to fuel your desire. It's going to strengthen your determination. And it's going to make you even more disciplined that if this is a great day, just think of what tomorrow can be. But if I end my day negative, you know what I think? I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. I go to bed every day looking forward to tomorrow because I know that today has brought me opportunities that have fulfilled me. And then the third thing, you know you're in the right place, you have freedom. You have the freedom to be yourself. One of the top laws, and I have 16 laws that hold my life together. And they're not principles, they're not thoughts, they're laws. I build my life on these. And one of these laws is this. Why spend my energy being a carbon copy when I'm the original? You know, I can respect you, but I don't want to be you. I can like you, but I don't want to be you. And people ask me, who's your competition in the speaking world? I don't have any competition. Because competition is when I look at somebody and I put myself down when I compare myself to them. I don't have any competition. Why? Because there's not another Richard Flint out there. I'm him. I'm the original. And my value is being an original, not being a carbon copy. You know, there was a day I stood in the back of the room at a convention where I was speaking and listened to a young man do one of my programs. And he didn't know I was in the room. So when he finished and it was over, I walked up to him and he saw me coming and he just turned bright red because he was not being an original. You know, one of the things missing in so many people's lives today is that they're so busy being busy, being busy, they can't think on their feet. And, you know, like I said before, the terrain of life is always changing. And you've got to be able to think on your feet. Um, and that's one of the things that you and I have to offer people is the belief, the trust, and the faith in their self so that they can stand on their own two feet, be an original, and think for themselves and not give control of their life to other people. Great. Uh, that's a lot of insights from you. And I'm curious to know what are the other 15 laws? Maybe not now I can get it sometime later. What are the 16 laws? And I will send you a copy. I'll send you a copy of my 16 laws of life. Great. That'll be great. Thank you. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really true when you say that people generally look after someone and say, I want to be them instead of, uh, you know, being themselves. So thank you for giving those insights, Richard. And uh, one of the things that I really like about what you're doing is uh, you're known for your philosophies and you have written many of them. I'm curious to know, what is your favorite? My top three. And I write a philosophy every day of my life. I have a program that I do called the Morning Minute. And it's uh, started at, uh, this is year 12. And every day, uh, that has one of my philosophies of life in it and a piece of wisdom to go with it. Now you think about this, every, every day is a different, a different philosophy. 
365 days a year. Every month is a different theme, like our theme for April is always. So you think about that, 12 years, 365 days a year, that's a lot of philosophies to come up with. And my top three that I'm known for around the world, and they are my favorite. Number one, behavior never lies. That to me is the foundation of everything. Number two, the greatest statement that can ever be said about you is that you have a presence that is present when you're not present. You have a presence that is present when you're not present. I mean, that's respect. So a, a question back to you before I give you the third one. In your brief time on the face of this earth, have you had someone who has passed through your life, maybe is no longer in your life, or maybe they're in your life, but who's had a tremendous impact on who you are today? Uh, two people. One is my best friend and uh, another one is my mentor in Toastmasters. They both had a very big impact on who I am today. Okay, question for you then. Sometimes when they're not around, do they still talk to you in your head? Can you hear them talking to you? Certainly, yes, certainly. That's presence, isn't it? Yes, that's like some and, spiritual uh, presence, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and the greatest thing that could be said about you as you make your journey through life is that you create a presence with people that has presence when you're not present. Wow. You know I, mean? I, bet you, I bet you're like me. I've met people I couldn't wait to forget. But the people who are the most important to me are the people who have impacted me with their presence. And that impact has created a presence that is present when I'm not present. And then my third top philosophy, and the one I love, anything you don't confront, you validate. Anything in life you do not confront, you validate. You know, people wonder, why do I have so much confusion in my life? Why, why are there all these problems in my life? Well, a problem is simply a concern you chose to avoid. Everything in life begins as a concern. But if I don't confront it, I strengthen it. So, you know, I'm upset with you because of your behavior, but I never talked to you about it. So it's not your issue. I've given you permission to be that way. And there are so many people who do not like confrontation. They run from it. But anything in life, you don't confront, you validate. I learned this, uh, the strength of this one. I used to work on the staff of a really large church here in Florida. And I ran the counseling division for the church. And a lot of what I did was marriage counseling. And I, I'm a person that believes that most couples do not need counseling they need to learn how to tweak their relationship. Because if I don't tweak it, I build a wall of separation between us. So, you know, one of the things I learned is that over the years, so many people have so many situations that they just need to confront that they don't do it. And if I don't confront it, I give you permission to continue that. And at some point, it's just going to be emotionally overwhelming to me, and I'm just going to attack you. Well, 
It's not their issue. It's your issue because you gave them permission to continue to be that way. Anything in life you don't confront, you validate. And those are my top three. Great, uh, Richard. Those are really uh, crucial information, especially when you ask the question about uh, who impacts your life. That just made me think for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think about them quite often, but they're not around me. Thank you. Thank you for uh, sharing such valuable information with us. And uh, moving on, switching gears to uh, know more about you as a person. Tell us uh, your personal side about your family. Well, it's... Uh... I'm, I'm a person who was, um, was, was never going to get married because I didn't think I had the right to ask anyone uh, to be a part of this crazy lifestyle that I live because I'm normally on the road about 200 uh, to 220 days a year. And that's a lot of time on the road. That's a lot of time on airplanes. It's a lot of time in hotels. And so I didn't think I had the right to uh, ask anyone to be a part of that life. Uh, and so when I, when I met Karen, uh, I knew there was something special about her. And um, I knew she was in my life for a purpose. And so we dated for several years and we started talking about getting married. I told her there are two things you and I need to talk about. Number one, can you handle not being number one in my life? What every woman wants to hear, you're not gonna be number one in my life. And I said, because you will not be number one in your life, you'll be number three. Because number one is my relationship with my God, which is very important to me. That's my strength. That's my grounding, my foundation. Number two is my relationship with me. If I don't have a strong relationship with me, then I will abuse her love because I will need her, not want her. And I see that in so many relationships. And then number three is her. And so we talked that through and she understood it. And the second thing we had to talk about, which for me is huge for her, are you willing to share me with the world? I mean, I'm gone the majority of the time. And people ask me, doesn't she travel with you? When I'm doing city after city after city, I don't want her traveling with me. There's something unique about a woman because when she checks into a hotel, she has to unpack. And I tell her, by the time you get unpacked, I'll be three cities down the road. And when I'm on the road, I'm focused on why I'm there. And so, yeah, she goes with me. If I'm going places where I'm going to be maybe for two or three days, she'll join me. Uh, but as far as city after city, I don't want that. So she really has two lives. She has one life when I'm gone and another life when I'm home. And, you know, there are not a lot of women who can live that life. Uh, that takes a very, very special female are a very special male that can live that way. Uh, but we've been uh, married now for a little over 20 years. And, you know, we, we understand our life and we understand that it's not about trying to change each other. It's about learning to blend personalities. 
one of the things I see that really hampers a lot of couples is that they, they work on making the other pe person who they want them to be. And in the process, they lose the person that they really fell in love with. You know, for love to strengthen, you can't ever get away from that special something that pulled you together. There's always a special something that brings two people together. And it's that special something that keeps people together. And if they lose that special something, they start drifting apart. You know, two people can share a bed, share a house, create a child and become total strangers because they lose that special something. And by the way, the number one challenge with a lot of couples is that once they get married, they stop dating. Dating is a strengthening point. And I mean, you go out without the kids. You have, you have some time where it's just for the two of you to stay connected. Because if you don't have that time, you can disconnect and you can become strangers who just, spare, who just share time and space together. Great, Richard. That's, that's great to know about a lot of uh, interesting things. And I'm sure uh, uh, audience would have got some advices on how they can strengthen their relationship with their loved ones. And uh, I'm curious to know about the color shirts, the uh, shirts that you wear. Is there a story behind it? Yeah, there is. I, I, I'm known for my shirt and my shoes. Uh, I used to wear suits all the time. And, but every suit I had had three ties to it. And depending on the energy I wanted to create uh, would depend what tie I would wear. And one day I was in Las Vegas speaking to a convention. I walked into this men's shop and uh, I saw this really bright shirt. And I thought, you know, that's neat. So I bought the shirt and the next day I wore it on stage. And I got so many compliments from it. Uh, that I began to search for material for shirts. And it's really interesting because when I go, and especially in my international work, uh, when I speak internationally, when I finish, uh, a lot of times they'll present me with material for shirts. And I have a shirt maker here in Palm Beach, uh, Florida, that makes all my shirts for me. And all my shirts are one of a kind. And I think I love color because I think color creates energy. And then what happened is um, I was going through the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina, and this lady pulled out in front of me and tripped me and I fell and I broke my little toe. So the doctors told me it's just going to have to heal, but you can't wear, wear normal dress shoes because they just too confining for your foot. So I went down to a store here we have here in the States called fit to run. And I bought me 21 pairs of tennis shoes to go with every outfit that I have. So today I'm known for my, my tennis shoes and my shirts and it has become my trademark and people know me. Uh, and it's amazing how many people remember what shirt I wear. Uh, and if people go, if people go to my website, richardflint.com, they'll see a variety of different photographs with different shirts. Uh, but I love it. I just, I love the uniqueness and it goes back to being an original. Goes back to being an original. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, even, even I was curious looking at the images in your uh, site. I just for the audience awareness, you can go check it out. You can see a lot of valuable information in uh, richardflint.com. I'll put that in the description of this uh, video.
you can go ahead and check it out. There's a lot of information. And of course, you can check the photos of uh, Richard Flint with a lot of colors. And uh, <laughs> thank you, uh, Richard. I really had a great time. Is there any message that you want to share with the people right now going through some tough time because of this corona or COVID uh, situation? Yeah, uh, there's a couple of things. Uh, we do a free webinar every month. And no matter where you are in the world, we get people from all over the world who tune into our webinars. And our next one is on May 7th. And it's always at 10 in the morning, Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. And our topic for this, for May 7th, is going to be understanding stress. What I'm seeing right now, because this new abnormal is really creating a lot of stress on people because it's taken them out of their routine. And the, it's putting them in a world of the unknown. You know, you're young, but you probably still understand this, is that if you want to create fear in somebody, create the unpredictable and the uncontrollable. If I take those two things away from people, they live in fear. And I learned this a long time ago from the day that you're born to the day that you die. You fight six fears in your life. And they're, they're different for all of us, but all six exist. But the interesting thing is one of them is always the number one fear in your life. There's the fear of the unknown, the fear of abandonment, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, the fear of loss, and the fear of success. And the number one fear that's rocking people right now is the fear of the unknown because we don't know where we're going right now. I mean, this, this little virus, and this virus is an enemy. Uh, we can't control it right now. We didn't predict it. And it's putting us in a space of the unknown. And I just wanna say to people, this too shall pass. And don't let what's happening shut you down as a person. And continue to live. But this morning I did a, uh, I'm doing a Facebook Live every morning on a word. And this morning I was talking about regrouping. That this is a time in your life right now that you have something you, you're not going to have in three or four or five months. You've got time to slow down. You've got time to take an honest look at your life. You've got time to look where do I need to improve my life as a person, my life as a, a member of a family, my life as a business person. Where do I need to improve? And be honest with yourself. One of the things I learned in doing counseling is that most people want honesty as long as it's not honest. And honesty is where everything begins. And I would just like to say one more thing to your listeners. If there are questions that you're struggling with, are things in life that are really confusing you right now? My greatest gift is to take what looks confusing to you and to show you a pathway to clarity. So if you're living with fear or confusion in your life right now, I want to give you permission to reach out to me and email me 
at richard at richardflint.com. Richard at Richard Flint, and the Flint is F-L-I-N-T. Email me at richard at richardflint.com. And I'll take your email. I'll read it. No one will look at it but me. And I'll work to help you get to the other side of this. And if you'd ever like to talk to me about maybe being a part of my mentoring program, same thing, richard at richardflint.com. Uh, and I really appreciate you reaching out to me and giving me this time to be a part of the lives of people who surround your life. You, what you're doing is a very special thing right now, young man. And you're, what you're doing is you can really bring a lot of value to people right now. And I respect you for doing this. Thank you so much, uh, Richard. That's a honor uh, hearing from you. And uh, definitely, I'm just trying to do my uh, little part in bringing little difference in someone's life. And that's why I'm running this show. And uh, the insights that we got from you are really, really priceless. And I'm sure the audience will take it very seriously. And if they have issues, I'm going to put your email address. As I told you, I'll put your site and your email address so people can reach out to you if they have some tough situation or if they want to talk about relationship or if they want to get counseling or mentorship, you can reach out to Richard. And I'm surprised I got spontaneous response from Richard being a busy man. He took the time to reply for my emails. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he will respond to your emails as well, uh, Richard. Thank you so much for all your time. And I really value your time today. And uh, we had a great time in this show. Have a great day there. I promise you too. Thank you.